Hello everyone, welcome to this gospel and primarily we'll be taking a journey through the course of the entire gospel to see what it actually means, what it's about, what God has done for us, you know. Um, over the years we've seen people come up with different definitions of what the gospel entails. I'm not saying that they're entirely wrong, but then we want to look at what the word of God says for itself and not just based on what we have been taught over the years, right? So first of all, I'd like to say this, that um, God is not an angry person. He's not someone who's seeking after those who have sinned. Rather, he's, he's one who's actually loving and kind, who wants to help the brokenhearted, who wants to show them his mercy, his favor, his grace to every, to every person upon the earth. All right? So I want those who think that God is um, vengeful or looking to harm them or to judge them for some sort of sin that they have committed to put that mindset aside. Even if someone who you deem to be uh, a very high person in, in the things of the Spirit has told you that, keep that aside and let's see what God has to say concerning Himself and concerning what He has done for us in His Word. Alright? So, um, the first things first, I want us to get a, a glimpse of what the word gospel actually means. You know, we've heard that word gospel in so many religious circles and it's kind of become a cliche, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. What does that word actually really mean, the gospel? Because in knowing the meaning of the name, you can know what, what God is trying to convey by using that name for his word. Alright? So, first off, the gospel means good news. Uh, it's a Greek word gotten from um, a word termed eugelion, which means good news. A news that is too good to be true. So good, in fact, that um, when it's told to you, you, you find it hard to believe. That's what the word actually means. A too good, a too good news to be true. For example, let's say um, you have a friend or you have uh, uh, a brother that comes to you and tells you, Yo, man, yo, sister, I just won the lottery of about $500 million on Naira. <laughs> so, you, you see, um, it sounds too good to even be true. To to start wrapping head around around it, and that's the kind of word that God used to um, categorize His categorize His word from everything that Christ had done for us. He used the word gospel to categorize it. That means that that news is actually so good and so good to be true that He had to use that word to qualify it. All right. So first of that is what the gospel actually means. Now I would say this that for this gospel. That God has brought to man to be to have effect on all human race, it has to meet everyone at a common ground. By that I mean that the gospel is not just for the rich, it's not just for the poor, it's not just for the middle class, not for those who are sick, it's not for those who are um who have mental issues. No, the gospel is for every single man, every single man upon the face of the earth. I like to say this that um before Christ came, all man all men, rather, sorry, all men were under sin. All men fell under sin because of what Adam had done. So you see that the reason that the reason the gospel came was to deal with um, what every single man was into or had fallen into as, as a result of Adam, sin. Let's read Romans 3.23. It says, For all have sinned and come short of God's glory. Note, not all men are poor nor sick, nor insane, but all men were born into sin from birth because of Adam's transgression. So a person is not a sinner because of what he has done 
or not done, but because of what Adam had done. Alright? Now, there's no condemnation. If you haven't believed in Christ or if you haven't believed in the gospel, don't feel like I'm trying to say that, ah, you're a sinner. No, no, no. The gospel is not about um, casting sin upon people. It's not about imputing sin. No, it's much more than that. So don't feel sad. Don't feel bad if you haven't yet believed in the gospel. Like we're getting there. I'm just trying to establish the fact that um, all had sinned and fall short of God's glory because of Adam. Now, so you're not a sinner because of what you have done or not done, but because of what Adam had done. All right? So no, note, not all men were poor nor sick, but all men were born into sin from birth because of Adam's transgression. So back to what I was saying, that the gospel is not just for the rich or for the poor. Because it's not it's not every man that needs uh, that needs wealth. It's not every every man that needs healing. But every man needs salvation. Needs salvation from sin. Needs savior from sin. Amen. Let's read Romans five twelve. It says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. See Romans five twelve is talking about Adam. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. And dead by sin, and so dead passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. It is trying to tell us that what Adam did actually affected the entire human race. So people are not sinners because of what they do or don't do, they are sinners because of what Adam had done, and that was passed on to men from, from generation to generation, passed on to men, passed on to men. So a a a normal man doesn't come into sin because of his actions. No, far be it from it. His nature. Is what makes him a sinner, not his actions. Alright? So I want us to um, think about this this next question. What exactly is sin? What exactly is sin? Because we've we've um, heard it used in the religious sectors quite a lot. And when sin is mentioned, what people what actually comes to mind to people is fornication, stealing, killing, um, um, robbery, and all those kinds of malicious activities. But truly, what does the gospel what does the word of God say about sin? Right. right, let me first start by saying this, that sin is not necessarily first an action that you see. Alright, I say it again, sin is not necessarily first an action that you see. Sin is first the nature, is first a nature. It's the nature that births actions and births situations that do not glorify God. I would, I would have you know that the first person who actually sinned was the devil. And sin is a product of the devil's nature. Alright? Sin is a product of the devil's nature. Glory to God. As we go further, I, I would um, try to show us some things about how... Um, okay, I, I think I'm reminded of when Jesus Christ was talking to the Pharisees and then he made, he made a statement when he was rebuking them. He said that um, you, are not of, you, are not, you are not of Abraham, yeah? But you are of your father, the devil, who sinned from the beginning. That the truth is not in him. So you notice this, yeah? That... Jesus made mention that the devil is the father of sin, that he had been sinning from the very beginning, and that truth was not found in him. So that means that the nature of sin is first the nature of the devil that was passed to Adam and then passed on to men. Romans 6.16 says that whoever you give yourself to obey, you become a slave to that person. So when Adam obeyed the devil, he became a slave to the devil. All right? He became a slave to the devil. But that's not God's will for man. Because God had said in Jeremiah that I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. So God has a hope and a future and a plan for you. He loves you so much. 
John 3, 16, For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. That is God's desire for you, his love for you. Alright? So let's proceed. Now that, we know that, now that we know that sin is a nature, and not first an action, we can now um, look into the, the core of the gospel. In times to come, we'll come back to the concept of sin and explain all these things in depth. Alright? So these are our first introduction to the gospel. Let's see what Brother Paul had to say concerning um, the content of this so good to be true message. Alright? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1. And it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye, you, ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Now, I'm in verse 3 now, yeah? That which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, one, according to the scriptures. Verse 4, and that he was buried, two, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So now we can see in this First Corinthians 15 verse 1 to 4, that the full context of the gospel is not really about riches, even though riches come, come from the gospel. It's not really about healing, even though healing comes as a product of the gospel. It's not really about breakthroughs, even if breakthroughs comes as a product of the gospel. But it's all about Christ's death, burial, and resurrection on the third day. How that Christ died for your sins. Notice that Christ died for your sins, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day. Hallelujah. That is the gospel message. It's about the death of Christ, his burial, and his resurrection. It, it, it's it's a compact message i know you might be wondering like how does this have any bearing to your life but in the course of these stories you would see how these things actually produce the good things of life um second peter from verse one to three says that god has given given unto us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him through the knowledge of his his death burial and resurrection that's how life and godliness comes to you amen amen so i would end here and then i'll see you in the next podcast yeah and would would look look more into what adam had done into his transgressions and see how um we can progress from there All right for now i would say thank you for listening god bless you the father loves you regardless of what you've done if you haven't believed yet in jesus he is not condemning you rather he wants to show you his love so that you can come to him um by yourself so if you want to believe in Christ right now, I'll come into the believing fold. Repeat after me. Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for me and who is alive today. I receive him into my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you are you are completely a new creation. All things are passed away. The Father has forgiven you. Please follow us here um, on this um, topic as we go on this journey so that you would properly be fed and understand what you have come into. Now, repeat after me the benedictions. Uh, my sins are forgiven. I am righteous in Jesus Christ. I, am, I experience new Christian realities in Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost. Again, that my sins are forgiven. I am righteous in Jesus Christ. I experience new Christian realities by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. See you again next week. Next time. Ah, ah.